Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. How much damage could AI sex robots do to your relationship, do to your sex life, do to your intimacy? Uh, and what exactly are they? And how are they going to have an impact on birth rates and society as a whole? Uh, joining us now to tell you a little bit more about that is sex therapist and psychologist Marianne Brandon. Marianne, thank you very much for joining and coming on the show this evening. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. I mean, we have, I suppose, loads to talk about. So because much. Where do we even begin? Um, generally, what do you think the, the robots of the future are going to do in the bedroom? Well, I think that they're going to have a pretty significant impact and um, it, for a vari- in a variety of ways. So some couples will find them to be just a great creative addition to their love life. Other couples will find that they destroy intimacy. So it's going to be a wide variety, I would imagine, of effects depending on, you know, the person and the relationship and um, the different variables that make people's relationships unique. I suppose when we say sex robots, maybe we have to start even defining what we mean by that mm-hmm. because there's, there's sex dolls that are getting more advanced that are just lifeless but are very more advanced and realistic from a physical point of view. There's, there's a sex doll brothel that's after opening up in, a few, in London and I think around in, in a few other places. When, right. when you're talking about robots, what, what's the difference between, let's say, a sex robot versus your traditional run-of-the-mill sex doll? So that's a good question. Sex robots uh, will have artificial intelligence. They'll have AI. They're going to be able to communicate, read uh, emotions, and please their partner. Uh, they'll be teachable, and they'll be able to be mobile independently. So all of these things separate them from sex dolls as we uh, have them today. It's amazing, though. All I can think of is being in bed with this silver-looking robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I'm sure is not going to be the case. Well, that's correct. So they will be made to order in terms of appearance. And um, most people suggest that they're going to look pretty much like robots do in the movies these days. So they'll be difficult to um, differentiate from human. Um, Now, Dr. Brandon, as you were kind of describing what they are right there, I'm sure somebody listening is like, wow, where can I buy one? This sounds absolutely uh, amazing. What, uh, what, What problems do you think they might bring down the line then? This is has the potential to have tremendous impacts in many aspects of our lives and really our world. Um, Because as people um, 
attached to these robots. It's, it's expected that they'll be able to fall in love with them. Um, robots are built to please. They're going to be capable of meeting people's needs pretty perfectly. They're not going to have bad days or bad moods or even sexual needs. So it's going to be, I think, fairly easy for at least a significant subset of people to really attach to them and fall in love with them and spend um, quite a bit of time with them. In which case, it is going to have an impact um, on things like birth rate, on long-term relationships, um, and really the skills that people develop to relate and interact in all kinds of ways, not just intimacy um, and sexuality with a partner, but, you know, we use our relationships, particularly our intimate relationships, to develop our interpersonal skills more generally. So, you know, dealing with, let's say, a traffic jam or business relationships, sex robots have the potential to impact these kinds of relationships because people will um, not necessarily develop the skills they need to relate to other humans in complex ways. Do you know what's really worrying for me about this, right? So we have Instagram, we have the perfect looking woman or the perfect looking man, Mm. and it's unobtainable. Like we look at these pictures, they're not real, they're photoshopped, but now there could be a sex robot. Obviously, they're not real, so they're not going to put on weight like we put on weight in areas that we don't want. (laughs) Right. Their bodies are going to be perfect. Perfect, yeah. You're going to have the big boobs, the nice bum, the tiny waist. That's exactly right. They're going to be geared that way. And on top of that, our expectations culturally now for a great sex life throughout our lifetime, those expectations are quite high. And it's unrealistic, I think, to expect most people to find that one partner is going to be able to meet their sexual needs throughout their lifetime. But robots are a different story. They're going to be, they won't, they don't feel shame. They won't feel humiliation. They'll be always available. So it uh, will meet people's high expectations that are being created right now um, in terms of things like porn and et cetera. One of the things, um, a few of the articles based on your talk that have gone around mentions that you can see that these will be marketed towards men mainly in the future. I mean, do you not think women would like maybe not a a hairy, um, you know, something that's not a hairy, lazy slob that doesn't take care of things? I mean, that could be appealing as well, no? So it will be appealing for women to some degree, but um, sex robots are expected to be what we call a supernormal stimuli, meaning they're going to tap or trigger our more primal sexual instincts in such a way and in such a powerful way um, because... These are robots are not uh, going to be found in nature, so they're exaggerated stimuli, like right, you were yeah. just saying, in terms of appearance and stuff. Um, so that is going to tap male sexual instinct in a primal way more than female. So I'm an evolutionary psychologist, and of course, sexuality is very complex, and everyone is very unique in who they are sexually. But there are some basic core kind of primal instincts that we all carry. They've been with us for hundreds of thousands of years. And they're different for people who identify as male as opposed to people who identify as female. So people who identify as male um, are more apt, this isn't exclusive, but more apt to respond to fertility cues and um, receptivity. Those those elements of a sex partner are very triggering for a male. Whereas for females over the hundreds of thousands of years, they've learned to put more um, importance on relationship and the context of sex. 
So because of that, uh, while women will likely experience uh, sex robots as a fun play toy, for example, it's not necessarily going to trigger her primal desire. And really primal desire is where a passion exists. So passion doesn't come from our more modern understanding of ourselves and sexuality and uh, PC, um, you know, approach to all of that. Passion comes from someplace deep and old inside of all of us, and sex robots will be designed to trigger that for men more than women. You mentioned fertility cues attracting men, and they'll be designed for that. What are some of those fertility cues? So fertility cues would mean um, long hair, small waist, large breasts, um, complexion, lips, um, all of these things that indicate that a female is, is fertile. She's you know, able to conceive. Now, that's not what a man is thinking in his mind when he's attracted to that appearance, but his body responds to that because male bodies have learned to respond to that over hundreds of thousands of years. Okay, so females don't think like that, obviously, in the same way. We are more kind of looking for a relationship, more intimacy. Because I was thinking right. like with a robot, I know it's AI... There's, you know, it's going to be programmed in a way that's going to be able to... (laughs) I'm sure after a while it will be more advanced, but, you know, I was just thinking, like, in my head there, lying in bed after having sex with my robot partner, and then you kind of, like, want that, like, lovey-dovey chat. Exactly. And you can't get that. Right. That's right. But you still can't get that with a man anyway, because we just fall asleep. (laughs) That's very true. That is very true. But, you know, the odd cuddle or the odd, you know... (laughs) <laughs> moment is really nice afterwards but you know I just couldn't imagine trying that with a robot and then I'd probably feel really empty afterwards if I got nothing back right and I think that most women would agree with what you're saying um, and um, the, the concern for many of us around these issues of robots is whoever has sex with them is going to start pairing ecstasy with that robot so orgasm and all of the neurotransmitters that get released around orgasm and also that afterglow like you're talking about um so that's oxytocin and other um neurochemicals those are all going to be released when a person is with a sex robot so ultimately their bodies will respond in a very similar way as they would respond to great sex with a human being and that's going to further their connection that's so strange, but I mean, you know, we're already kind of seeing this with phones anyway, that people are addicted yeah. to their phones. Like, I feel naked without my phone. I hate myself for constantly being on it, but I, I've, I've seen that mm-hmm. develop and happen. But now if you're talking and right. taking that another step further where you're going to be having intimate relationships with, with a robot, he'll do whatever you want and there's no worry, or there's no nothing there. You could, yeah, it's not too crazy to think that that's where we're going, but yeah. in the extreme kind of side of things you mentioned something about would you fear that this will like destroy the birth rate and then all of a sudden it's just the robots left over so i wouldn't say destroy um but it is it could likely have an impact i would not say that this is going to be the end of civilization some people are saying that um but i do think it's going to have a pretty significant impact and one that um will shock most people so it's really worth our having these conversations now to start to kind of anticipate that another complication here is that people won't feel shame or humiliation with a robot where those feelings um can happen for people in sexual situations 
situations if uh, they, their bodies don't respond the way they want them to or what have you. So sexual situations are super vulnerable mm. and people have to uh, negotiate through difficult moments with human partners. They won't have to worry about that with the robot. So that's another element that, that will heighten their appeal for certain people. Um, and, you know, I also want to say, I don't know if either of you have had any experience with virtual reality, um, but if I have recently, and it was really shocking. So um, I had to put on, I put on virtual reality glasses and walked a kind of a plank. Yeah. It was just on a floor. I mean, I was on a first floor of a building, but my virtual reality glasses showed me that I was in a, a 60 floors above a very busy street. And I knew the whole time what I was doing, yeah. but I couldn't walk the plank because my uh, senses were in high alert. And I actually just held on to the woman that ran that game <laughs> and I wouldn't let go. Like I yeah. literally squeezed her tight. Even though I knew I was completely safe, my body had its own different experience that anybody would have 60 floors above, uh, you know, a busy street. So my point is that we take our sense, the information we get from our senses very, very seriously, even if cognitively we know it's false. And I would expect that to happen for people with sex robots. Yeah, that's very true, because I have played around with a VR headset as well, and it is <laughs> phenomenal. It is, yeah. it is like... I'm always saying it's the future of gaming anyway. I mean, it's mm -hmm. our kids are going to look at us and kind of going, you looked at this on a screen. No, yeah. no, 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 we're in the game now. Um, right. And I remember one game I was playing, I was, a, I was a hostage and I was tied up part of the game and uh, I'm sitting down and there's some guy who's got a gun and he's just circling around you and you can hear him and you can turn mm -hmm. around and go, what's he doing? And it is terrifying and there's yeah. moments when you completely forget that I'm sitting in my bedroom at 11 o'clock at night That's in my pajamas. So exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, but it, and it's just completely real and then there was another part of it I gave gave my mom a shot of this right and she's terrified of swimming and one of the examples was you put it on and you go down on a shark cage underwater and then a shark comes and, and starts I, she starts attacking oh the cage right oh my god and she started freaking out so she's sitting down on a chair downstairs and instead of taking the glasses off she starts looking up at where the surface water is in the game <laughs> oh screaming at the boat going let me up! Let me up! Oh, I'd hate god. that. Come on, just take the glasses off. It's fine. God. But it's funny on how you can hijack your senses like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's that's right. That's exactly right. And they're doing that in, with porn. They're gonna. Yeah, well, do there's already VR porn yeah. at the moment. There yeah. is already. Right. See, I just find that like okay. I think sometimes porn can be a huge issue, especially when mm -hmm. younger boys are kind of looking at it. And again, like that false reality, and then they expect so much from a real girl and that right. stuff doesn't doesn't happen it's not there it's not real and then suddenly they have the virtual porn which yeah. is another step but then like sex robots you can literally do whatever you want with your robot right. <laughs> you know there's no like you can't do that that, that's and I imagine not acceptable. Yeah, and then you have the whole thing of like the deep fakes as well, where they're creating porn videos yeah. based off celebrities. So now your yeah. ultimate fantasy of your, your favorite Instagram model that you perv on or your favorite celebrity that you fantasize about, yeah. you can kind of, you'll probably be able to get that in a VR form soon anyway. Might be kind of illegal and weird and freaky, but mm -hmm. it'll possibly be coming down the line. That's absolutely true. And, you know, VR porn is the fastest growing type of porn right now, according to Pornhub, which is um, the, the largest English-speaking porn site as far as I'm aware. Mm. So VR porn is the fastest growing. And for the younger crowd, so 17 to 24, hentai porn is the most popular. So hentai porn is like 
comic porn or um, it's uh, drawings and dolls and stuff like that. So my point is younger people are becoming more and more comfortable with this concept of uh, sex with a non-human or VR sex. So they're going to slide into this transition a lot easier than people, for example, my age, who are used to intimate relationships with humans and didn't grow up on computers. Bizarre, isn't it? It's We just crazy. We have a sad, sad future coming. <laughs> But surely there's going to be no relationships that don't involve a robot. Like, guys are going to be cheating with their robot. Or with mm -hmm. a robot at some point. Like, would you are. consider it cheating, though, if you came back? And we, I know we talked about this before. Would you consider it cheating if they had a sex robot? Do you know, as I said, I watched that film years ago with Scarlett Johansson, and she looked like Scarlett Johansson, but she yeah. was a robot. So, uh, like, I, I remember watching it thinking, the guy's married. Like, he's, yeah. he's, with, this, yeah. he's with this robot now, and, but she's not a robot. She, to me, she was a beautiful woman. So, yeah, right. I would. I, I'd be really horrified if I came home and he was with a robot. Um... Dr. Brandon, would you consider that from like a therapeutic stance that is, is it cheating? So, you know, I think everyone will have a different reaction to that because everyone has uh, different reactions to example, is porn cheating? Some people think it is and some people think it's not. So it's a very personal thing. And, you know, I would imagine in my own life, it would depend on how real that robot felt to me. Mm, exactly. <laughs> If I felt threatened by the robot or not, it would have an impact on my reaction to that question. Like if she kind of looked like a robot, I'd be like, oh, okay, scratch. It's on your robot. You know, right. If it's super AI and it oh, starts yeah. making bitchy comments at you going, I'm better than you in bed, bitch. You're Look like, at anyway, so I have... Hang on a second, plug that out now. <laughs> I'm taking your charger off your yeah, I would definitely unplug her if she said that. <laughs> God, but imagine your boyfriend programmed. I want a bitchy up her own kind of no. uh, girlfriend that, that would well, be like that. God. Oh, no. So that's the thing, too. What they're anticipating, in literally like 20 years, you'll be able to um, custom design the personality of the sex robot. So if you want a sexually aggressive robot, if you want a shy, <laughs> more passive robot, you'll be able to do that. God. I, just, I don't want to be around for that. I just don't. I don't. <laughs> literally. Like, It's gonna, uh, it's gonna be, yeah. No, this is literally the start. It's a slower start into Terminator 2, Rise of the Machines, or whatever. Judgment <laughs> Day. This is kind of where we're going. It, w it won't be good anything too. It'll just be we'll breed each other out or off the planet. If we're ever lucky enough to actually have children with real humans, yeah, I feel sorry for them because those yeah. kids are not getting with a human. They're just gonna be no. all kinds of weird. Yeah, that's gonna be very weird. God, listen, um, and. <laughs> So, sorry for bringing this to a really depressing end. <laughs> yeah. Branson, right? Or some people might say it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a plus. They like, don't have to deal with an annoying partner. Happy yeah. days. You can build your perfect partner. Maybe this is going to move into a, a much happier uh, future. Who knows? But um, do you have a, a website or anything you'd like to plug while you're on oh, here? Oh, so? I do. So uh, drbrandon.net is my website, but I'm on Twitter at drbrandon. I'd love for people to join me there. Perfect. Yeah, you know, brilliant. Definitely. And uh, listen, thanks very much for coming on. And uh, the next time we see the rise of the sex robots, we'll give you another buzz and we can figure out what <laughs> we do. That sounds great. <laughs> It was my pleasure. Thank you. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.